welcome to week six of the All for the Ring podcast. I'm your host, Luke, and on the phone, as always, we got Eric. Uh, here I am. I'm on a landline this week. Hopefully it's a little bit better. It is a little bit better. I did forget an adapter, so it's a little bit worse, but it's better than before anyway. Perfect, perfect. We got, uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a special guest coming up, so let's just get right down to it. We got NFL Week 5 recap. Are you ready? I read out the thing about all the scores because I realized we never mentioned all of the scores, but I'm going to do it really quickly. Seahawks take down the Rams with Hustle Wilson showing that he's still got it. Kyler gets his first win over the hapless Bengals. Bills play a victory tune in Music City. John Gruden's Raiders beat the Bears while Jay Gruden's last game as a Skins coach is a blowout by the Pats. Saints drop the Bucks. Vikings show Danny Dimes what a loss tastes like. Eagles soar over the Janky Jets. Ravens need OT to get it done in Pittsburgh. Panthers assert feline dominance over the Jags. Texans trampled Matty Ice. Broncos stampede the charter Chargers AA Ron and AA Ron hand Dak and the Clapper a big L and a and big D. The Colts stifle the Chiefs in Kansas City and the 49ers burn Baker on Monday night. Whew, that's the week. That's a mouthful. That was, that was good. a lot. And then uh, what do you think about the Pats game? Um, started off a little rough. Uh, I don't know. I feel like two weeks in a row, Tom Brady throwing interceptions in the red zone. Not not great. Um, but aside from that, defense continues to look strong. A few good to see Edelman back out there in the end zone catching balls. But I, I still think that there's some issues going on with offense. They're not they're not uh, clicking on all cylinders. That's for sure. Yeah, that uh, and that, that little scramble from from Brady there, where, where he got his uh, knee brace stuck in the grass, was a, a real 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 concerning play. <laughs> I was I thought yeah, he, I really thought he tore like every lim- ligament in his knee doing that because oof. It was very unnatural. Yeah. But, uh, but that de- yeah, yeah, the defense, I, I heard a thing uh, that they are, are on track for 109 points allowed this season if they continue with their current trend, and that would be an NFL record. And they average, I think they said that, that the, uh, the, the vaunted Bears defense of the 80s averaged 14 points against, or, some, or maybe it was 12 points against, and the, these Pats averaged less than seven. So it's a it's a, a historic wow. defense. Let's see if they can keep keep it up. And there's a, definitely a lot a lot harder rest of the season, obviously. So I don't think I don't know that they'll keep the the same exact pace, but they've been really excellent. And on and they haven't allowed a single passing touchdown the entire entire season so far. Yeah, it's been great. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, the uh, Cowboys dropped another one in uh, almost prime time because it was uh, the late 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 Sunday game. Really, the only one to watch. It got a little close. But uh, it ended with a missed uh, 33-yard field goal, and and with uh, what's his name there, Jason, not Jason Witten. Who's the who's the coach there? The clapper, uh, Jason Garrett. Oh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, with that, uh, did you see that? See him throw the flag down in disgust. Yeah, and then he got flagged for got it. Flagged for it anyway. And that was pretty much the end of the game yeah. right there. Uh, then we got yep. the the Browns in, pr- in prime time. Oh boy, they, uh, did they look bad? And uh, Baker with a big old negative two. Yeah, I think we've seen enough about the the Browns in prime time. It's been not great. Three games already. Yeah, out of the five games that we they've played have been in prime time. Yeah, looks like that prime prime time tryout is pretty much over. It looks like they've got a bye yeah. for week seven, so that'll be good for them. There's no chance of seeing them in prime time then, and uh, and then they got the Pats in week eight. So a uh, tough stretch for them too. But it uh, looks like not too many more prime time games for them. However, the Pats have quite a few prime time games coming up. They've got. Uh, uh, I think three out of the next four games are uh, are night games, but I'll talk about that later on. Uh, the right. uh, as we talk about the future, but uh, we all got the Sunday games wrong, every single one. Uh, the Sunday night games, I should say, uh, because the late games and the Sunday night game, we all uh, everyone got it wrong except for Benny, who picked uh, Green Bay to win, but all of us picked 
the Cowboys beyond that. And we all picked uh, the Chargers, I believe, and then uh, Denver beat them. And uh, the only breaking news that we have so far of the week that, that I've seen, at least, is uh, that Jay Gruden got axed. He was at, uh, called into the office at 5 a.m. and then uh, fired fired right then and there and had to go home. Although I feel like you just go back home and you take a nap and then you wake up kind of happy you're not a Redskins coach anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you get a call at 4.30 in the morning to come into the office, you got to take your sweet-ass time getting there. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know you're getting fired, so go out to breakfast. I don't know, maybe go to the casino, do something. You can't just go right in and be there at 5 to get fired yeah, and turn you, around. You don't have to be on time for that meeting. Absolutely not. No, no. So let's get back to uh, the fantasy final scores. Let's get 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 in there. We had, uh, looks like we had, uh, yep, that's me beating Chris up top there. Uh, very excited about that. And you had, uh, we'll talk about your, your thing in a second, but in the Steve Bowl, Steve Almonte beat Steve De Silva by a huge amount. Uh, ben beat Miles by a considerable amount, and Brian beat Josh by a considerable amount, and you beat Ian by the biggest amount, maybe the biggest deficit all year. I'll have to double-check the numbers, but 140-something points because you picked up probably the best, easily the best score we've ever had. And uh, just wh- how, does, how did that feel? How did, let's do a quick little quick little recap of that. How, how did you feel about uh, really just putting up insane numbers? Yeah, it actually felt great. I mean, my phone was going off with all these, with all these updates, touchdown here, interception here. Um, I, I wasn't watching a lot of football on Sunday. I had a, a big family event. So every time I looked down, I, I kind of felt bummed out that I wasn't really watching as much football as I wanted. But then I, I saw my score going to triple digits pretty much by the end of the first quarter. And uh, I just sat back and had a couple brews and enjoyed the family time because I knew uh, Ian's team didn't stand a chance. And it was great. Just imagine watching, your, watching Red Zone. It would have been like a highlight reel of your own team the whole time. Yeah, it would have been wild. And then, of course, then you add on to add on Aaron Jones. You were already already high up there. I'm, I'm stealing from my, my power rankings later on. But you're already pretty high up there. And then fucking Aaron Jones comes in and scores another 40 points for you, which is just... That's too many points. Yeah, it's great. It's going to help me if it comes down to a tiebreaker making the playoffs and my points four. Oh, so. yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Happy with that. Yeah, I think because you you're now the top uh, points four guy by, uh, by 30 points over Steve Almonte. So congratulations on that. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, you had, you, last week we had, we had missed out on, a, on an opportunity. You, you had mentioned uh, later after we recorded an idea that you had. So tell, tell us about the idea that you had, and we'll, uh, we'll take from there. Yeah, so I, I, I've been looking at my fantasy teams in both of my leagues and saying, ah, I'm trying to manage bye weeks here and bye weeks there, dropping guys, picking guys up. And I thought, why doesn't the NFL do like what every other sport does and have an all-star break, a bye week in the middle of the season? So shut down for a week. So there's no games on a Sunday and then pick back up the following week. Everybody gets a bye week in the middle of the season instead of like week four like the Jets had two weeks ago and then week 13 or 12 like teams have towards the end of the season where you might need it a little bit more towards the end of the season, but the Jets don't need it week four. Well, maybe they did because they have Sam Darnold out. But I think every team could use it the most in the middle of the season. Player safety, everyone gets a week off. You, you know, you get to refresh – um, and then get back out there for the second half of the season. Just an idea. I know it would cost the league uh, probably a lot of money to shut down for a week, blah, 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 and all that, but it would help me out tremendously in my fantasy Yeah, squad. for sure. I, I, th- I do. I think that the uh, the idea of uh, of alternating lots of different bye weeks is kind of a fun wrinkle in, in fantasy, but I can also see the, the other way around. Yeah. And I was thinking about your idea and expanding on your idea, and I thought, because my first, my first reaction was, 
Well, the NFL would never do that. They would never have one weekend where there's no football right in the middle of the season. It would throw throw things off, and, and then, of course, the money money aspect of it. They couldn't possibly not have a Monday night football game, whatever. whatever. So my idea, my, my slight alteration to that was to have two uh, – have like week nine and week ten, or week eight and week nine, whichever – and have AFC weekend and NFC weekend. So AFC weekend, all of the NFC teams are on a bye, and AFC teams all play, and it's all divisionary divisional games. So it's all guys, and it's you know it's all it's all rivalries. It's everything. It's you know it's within the division, and there's still enough games. Still eight games. That would make it even that'd make it even harder to manage a fantasy team then, because you could only have all AFC players playing that weekend. Yeah, and that would be really fun. So that so then there's that, and then on the other end, it's it's the it's the opposite thing, and then you can highlight them. The NFL could be like, here's the here's the AFC, here's how great the AFC looks, and then they'd be like, there's the NFC, and then you and you have all these division games, and especially when you have like AFC North teams where you know maybe the Bengals suck for most of the year but they're playing the the Steelers and suddenly you know or maybe they're playing the Browns and then you have an actual game where you know teams play up to each other and they're used to each other or like the Pats playing in Miami where there's always that weird weakness there and you have some real real competition and it's real exciting and yeah it would definitely it would actually fuck up uh, fantasy even worse I hadn't even thought about that but it would fuck it even up even worse but I don't really mind because makes it all more, more, even more fun makes people have to trade which we don't typically do so yeah no i uh i, I think that uh, either way would be a lot of fun i don't know if there's a chance that, that these things would happen but you guys let us know let us know in the uh in the group text or you know comment on i don't know where else you can comment at this point maybe i'll put it on the facebook group we can have a little have a little poll or something but yeah yeah cool 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 different idea and i think actually it's the first time we've really had a good idea as far as how to change the league in some way because we talked about the problem with onside kicks we talked about overtime we talked about it, but you know we didn't really come with a good solution but i feel like this was a really good solution yeah i agree yeah all right all right so let's uh let's, uh, let's move it along then uh what else we got here uh yeah, I was going to say about how to fix the Pro Bowl. We don't have a good answer for that. I, I, with, a, with a contact sport as it is, it really having an extra game in the middle of the season other than at the end of the season, I guess it's fine the way it is. I still think they should, they should keep playing it in Hawaii, but other than that, I, really, I don't have much else to say about the Pro Bowl. There's not much you can do to fix it. I actually like all the, the competitions that the quarterbacks do and all that, but you know, leading up to it, I think that's actually more fun to watch than the Pro Bowl itself. Yeah, um, there's, so there's maybe not just, a lot. Maybe yeah. just do more of that. Yeah, I mean, I like the. I, I really like in other leagues, you know, in baseball, it, it matters, and in, in hockey, it matters with the home field advantage or whatever else it is, where where there's actually something tangible or at least like an extra bonus or whatever. But it's just there's no, you know, with injuries being as they are, it's just it's not worth the risk half the time. That's why Brady hasn't played in a decade or something like that. But also, he's always right. in the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's let's move it along now. Let's, uh, let's see what else we got here. We got the power rankings number one through five. The power rankings for week six. Coming in at number one, staying at number one, it's Steve Almonte, 102 points while winning the Steve Bowl. It wasn't pretty, and if the Browns didn't Browns it up, it could have been a close one. But the Browns got a Brown. So, Steve DeSilva's score stuck around 65. It was Steve's worst showing all year, Steve Almonte's worst showing all year, but the fantasy gods looked down on him with mercy and granted him leniency in the Steve Bowl. So, Steve Almonte blew out his opponent by 35 points. Almonte has enjoyed consistent production from Dalvin Cook, who delivered in the mid-20s in all but one week, and that week he only he put up 16. Steve wasn't kidding when he was boasted about his bench full of running backs, and he's got three currently on the bench, and in week five, 
His total of all five running backs all hit double digits. The receivers were not as great, and he still hasn't found his perfect tight end, but Steve's got a considerable depth to bank on going forward. With this win, special guests on the podcast remain undefeated 3-0 and so far, and Eric and I are happy to take most of the credit. Steve faces Chris in Week 6, and I promise this isn't a slight against Chris, but I think Steve's going to win and make it four straight. Coming in at number two, previously at number four, it's... Brian. Brian at 4-1, uh, 152 points over Josh. Brian was coming off a W over me, and this matchup has the, had the possibility of a trap game, but, spoiler alert, it wasn't a trap game. B. Slizzle continued his winning ways and with a decisive win over Josh, who is definitely slipping at this point. If McCaffrey stays healthy, he may put Brian's team, along with the Panthers, on his back, a la Greg Jennings. Beyond McCaffrey, Brian got a decent 20 from Goff, 19 from Cortland Sutton of the Broncos, 14 from Alvin! 17 from Cool Cal Ridley and rounded it out with 14 from the Chargers defense. Brian's been doing his typical moves and waiver pickups and has benefited from the third lowest points against while maintaining the third highest points for. If his current pattern holds, he should lose week six. He's won two, lost one, won two, and it's entirely possible as he faces Eric's red-hot squad coming off a historic total. At number three, up two spots from number five last week, it's... Ben at 4 and 1 155.72 points over miles a team name change and a W for old Benster George Kittle and Bits put up the second highest total of the week as he smacked Miles in the face with his unit. TB12 returned to form with 30 points. Amari Cooper Cup combined for 59.3. And the rest of the guys certainly came to play with respectable numbers on the ground and Lambeau. Swinging the leg for nine. Only Seattle's defense was disappointing for him, registering just three points in their win over the Rams. Ben's team's namesake, Kittle, had his best game of the season at 17 points. I may have oversold the cracks in Ben's team as he finds himself back on track and nestled in nicely in the three number three spot with just one loss to speak of. Week six brings new challenges as Ben faces Ian, a matchup that puts A.A. Ron against TB12, Kelsey versus Kittle, Gurley versus Cup, and everything to prove. If Ben loses this one, he may find himself squarely in the middle of the pack instead of in the upper echelon, but there's plenty of season and a lot of shuffling is guaranteed. At number four, down from number two last week, it's... Ian at 3-2, and 91.92 points in a loss to Eric. Look, sometimes you go up against a guy, and that guy has the best game he's ever had. Sometimes that guy shits the bed, and you mop the floor with his sorry ass. This time, though, Ian got straight steamrolled, losing by 144.7 points. Obviously, that's not the typical outcome, but Ian can thank the fantasy gods for not handing him an incredibly strong week, which would have made that loss sting so much more. Instead, Ian was down big by late Sunday and had already probably accepted his fate and gone on with his Sunday activities. Running backs accounted for 46.6% of Ian's points, with Gurley leading, leading the charge. And our Buffalo guy sat as Buffalo guy Josh, Josh Allen, that is, who outscored Ian's starting quarterback A.A. Ron Rogers by 13. Not that any of this matters. Week 6 is guaranteed to not be a blowout like Week 5 as Ian faces Ben in a battle. One that probably won't be decided until late Monday night when A.A. Ron Rogers takes the field to face the Lions. Ben's squad will have submitted their final score so it'll be a fun one to watch. Coming in at number 5 down two spots from last week it's... Miles at 3-2, 117.9 points in a loss to Ben. 
Miles loses his first game since week one, an impressive streak for any any of us, but for Miles, one that was wholly unexpected. His chubby tried to find an opening, but Ben's tight end had other plans. Also, chubby is still on the Browns, so that doesn't help things. Still, Miles finds himself squarely in the middle of the pack, a, a game out of first place. Looks like I was right, fellas, because Matt Ryan put up 37 points indoors. Like I said, he's much better in, indoors, and he's indoors a lot. Hot take proven. Seems that Melvin Gordon is going to take a few more weeks to get into final shape. He only put up 5.8 points. Miles got decent production from his tight end. He got another solid score from the New England defense. And things are looking pretty good as Miles takes on Steve Da Silva in week six. And it could be the trappings of a trap game itself, with the projected score being only a half a point difference. So it's a real close one. So we'll have to keep a close watch on this one because it may be Steve Da Silva's first real shot. At a W, although he had a good shot against Chris. Miles has had a fairy tale season already given last season, and he's three games out of T-Boner contention, which has to be nice for him, a good sigh of relief. But things could switch up, and they could switch up quickly. And he's got to keep his pedal to the metal if he wants to make sure he doesn't have that T-Boner on the mantle. Let's go on to our White Claw Player of the Week. Yeah, starter of the week, uh, Aaron Jones, 19 carries, 107 yards, four touchdowns, seven receptions for 75 yards, totaling 46 points. Uh, I really needed that to squeak by Ian this week. Um, Non-starter, Deshaun Watson, 28 of 33, 426 yards, five touchdowns, also 47 rushing yards. Hate to see a guy like this on the bench, especially when the owner goes 0-5, I mean, Deshaun Watson had 55 points, pretty much the same amount that Steve's whole team put up. So you hate to see it, but you also love to see it because I'm not at the bottom of the barrel and and Steve's still down Neither there. Neither so. am I. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. And uh, free agent of the week, Will Fuller, the fifth, 14 receptions, 217 yards, three touchdowns, 49 points. And uh, I'm not sure if anyone's claimed him yet, but I dropped him a few weeks ago, so he's out there. Oh, he has. I tried. I tried to claim him, but you know who did claim him? Somebody who's got a higher waiver claim than I do, and that Steve De Silva. Uh, well, he needs him. So. Yeah, I, I'm happy to give well, it to him. Wait. So now Steve has the Browns' starting quarterback and number one receiver, and also the Texans' starting quarterback <laughs> and number two receiver. He has, has learned, he not learned nothing. What the fuck, Steve? Oh my God! Of course, of course you did. Well, well, best of luck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got on paper OBJ, Michael Thomas, and uh, Will Fuller at this point. Pretty, pretty good. But uh, not if yeah. you, not if you're combining teams and, and doubling down on teams. Yeah, yeah. especially with the Houston, Houston's been real up and down throughout the season. So yeah, put, putting a lot of faith in the Texans, and uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So my my week, uh, let's talk about the week, week six games to catch in the NFL. Uh, my first one is uh, Giants versus Patriots, of course. It's going to be Thursday night football. Can Danny Dimes deal with the dreaded defense of the Pats? And will the Patriots get back on track? Uh, not that they were off track. They went 33-7. to But will they get more, you know, into a groove a little bit more? And uh, also in the first, uh, first as I mentioned earlier, first in the stretch of night games, three of the next four are at 8 o'clock or later. New York, so Thursday night tonight. Then uh, the following week is New York Giants, uh, Monday night football. Then it's a late, late, uh, late afternoon game against Cleveland. And then it's again Sunday night football the following week against Baltimore. So uh, kind of a tough stretch. Playing at night uh, doesn't seem like it you know, bothers the Patriots too much, but they haven't really done it too much this season. So it's going to be uh, a fun one, although it's always, as we've mentioned many times before on, on this podcast and in real life, 
those night games just, whew, they kill me. Yeah, they're tough. I, 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 I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with them. Um, I love them because I get to watch them all without – but you know my kids being in, around and yeah. jumping on me and all that and you know events that we have in the middle of the day on a sunday um but it's also it's tough yeah so they're going till almost midnight so yeah yeah and actually i just got an alert cuz i uh, i have i have for one it seems uh, maybe that's a, maybe that's a trend between um teams that aren't doing very well they've uh, got a lot of players from the same teams but i have uh, Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram and both of them have been ruled out for Thursday night's game so uh, it shouldn't be a very close game, it seems like, because they don't have most of their weapons. But uh, And also, didn't that Gallman fella get uh, injured as well? Yeah, I so. think he got a concussion. I think he's out as well. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not a great look for the Giants coming in. But I think it's Eli's last game in Gillette. And by Eli, like game, I mean sitting, sitting on the sidelines. But uh, I wonder if they'll, they'll do a tribute or they'll just ignore the shit out of him. Yeah, hopefully ignore him. Yeah. What, what, do you got, what other games are, are, are piquing your interest for the weekend? Um... I have the Bucks versus Panthers, not because of the matchup. I don't think it's going to be a great game, but because who doesn't love football at 9.30 in the morning on a Sunday? Game's going to be played in London, so you get up, watch some football, you're going to feel like we're living on the West Coast. It's going to be great for a day. Uh, I will say, not to talk too much about the West Coast, but it, that was a really, really nice part of it. You just start the day off at... Uh... What is that? What is that one? Eleven? Uh, no. Uh, ten. Oh, ten, 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then, and then the late game ends at like eight o'clock. So you still can do something in the evening, or you can get get your shit done, and you got some time to. It's uh, it's it's the way to do it. I wonder actually when we when we do have if and when we do have Ben on the podcast, we can ask him what it was like to ha- to watch a little bit of football at uh, what was that? It must have been uh, eight o'clock in the morning, starting at, eight, at no at seven o'clock in the morning for the uh, wow. when he was in Hawaii. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, you you just start off, you have a nice breakfast, watch a game, and then, yeah, you can at that at that point your your day is ending at five o'clock. You've got the late game ending, and you move on and go for a swim or whatever the hell they do in Hawaii. Um, just have a lot of fun and really really enjoy themselves. My next game is uh, the Texans versus Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs coming off of a loss, uh, a tough loss against the Colts. I was a little, uh, it's a little slightly less exciting with Mahomes being kind of injured with the old ankle, uh, but with the Texans coming off of a huge game. And, uh, and the Chiefs hungry for another one and some high-flying offenses. It'll be fun to see them uh, ideally go and get into a real battle like we haven't seen uh, too much of that this year. But the, uh, the Rams, I would say the Rams, uh, Rams-Bucks was, a, was a, quite a shootout. But I was just always remembering that, uh, that Chiefs-Rams game from last year that was just an absolute classic. I'm hoping that there's going to be some, some, uh, some more of those games this season as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got the Saints at Jaguars. Battle of the backups, Bridgewater versus Minshew. Two guys that have stepped in and have done pretty well getting W's for their teams for the most part. I um, think it should be a good game to watch. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be a lot of fun. Old uh, guard new Minshew mania is uh, t- overtaking the country. Yeah, absolutely. What, are your, what about fantasy fantasy week six? What, are, what matches we got? We, we'll run through them real quick. We got uh, Brian versus Eric. We got Ian versus Ben. Luke versus Josh. Miles versus uh, De Silva. And Almonte versus Chris. Yeah, I have uh, Ben versus Ian. Ben finding his identity coming off a hard-fought win against Miles. Ian coming off a tough loss. Um, will Ben continue to dominate, or will Ian climb his way back up to the top of the power rankings? We'll have to tune in and, uh, and wait to see the Alabama Slamma versus George Kittles and Bits. Yeah, I like the new name. New name, new win. 
It's a uh, it's a good good choice. I like that one. And uh, Kittle also showed up for the the his best game of the season actually uh, after the name change. Mine is uh, Brian versus you. Uh, you're coming off of a historic performance as we've as we've mentioned, and Brian pulling in uh, pulling in another W and getting back on track. Uh, he beat me last week, so he was still on track then. But anyway, the projections in this game ha- are at literally half of a point at time. Actually, it looks like it looks like a quarter of a point. Somehow, it's gotten closer since the last time I since the last time I looked at it. And uh, is your my question is is your huge game an outlier, or is this your team coming alive at around the halfway point of the season or close to the halfway point of the season? We're gonna have to find out. It's gonna be an exciting a little back and forth, and uh, has pretty big implications as far as power rankings go. Yeah, I'm fully expecting to score 240 points every week. Yeah, I think you've set a good precedent, and uh, and you really can only go up from here. And now we move on to our special guest of the week, Steve Da Silva. Steve, how you doing? Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. How's everybody out there? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. So, 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 Steve, we have a, a few questions we're going to ask, but we want to get to the first one, down to the dirty. How did you get to this point? 0-5. Oh uh, well, it all starts on draft night. I had the bright idea of drafting uh, Baker Mayfield about, uh, I don't know, 20-something points. Probably worst mistake of the draft. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, not uh, great. Not great. I mean, no, it's, not, it's not good. It, it definitely is. It's ruining my team. <laughs> Negative two well, points last week. Well, you had you had Deshaun that you could have played. I, your bigger thing has just been who to start, and you you, you tend to flip flop them, start them on off weeks, and it's been it's been biting you. Yeah, it's been biting me every time. I feel like uh, whenever one of the guys has a good week, I'm uh, I'm sitting them, and whenever a guy has a bad week, I'm playing them, and uh, that hasn't worked for me. Yeah, just just yeah. For, just so everybody everybody all the listeners know, uh, it's about a fifty six point swing right now right now for uh, for week five, uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson having fifty four points, and uh, and uh, Baker having negative two. So uh, pretty big, pretty big difference, pretty big. Yeah, it really hurts when my bench scores more than my entire team. I have to say that <laughs> that's not a good strategy. That is tough. That's a tough one to overcome, especially yeah. when I mean so, not to not to belabor the point, but uh, Lashawn McCoy had one point three points, and. Uh, Breda there had twenty eight point four, but you know it, he sure did, Luke. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't. You know, we can't. If we all, we all, we could go back and and check our teams and and see what we what could have been, but that's not what it is. So really, the question is, when are you going to give up on the Browns? Because it feels like most people have, but you're still holding on. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Luke. Uh, I want to give away some secrets, but I'm going to start Deshaun Watson this week, and uh, I may not ever start. Uh, <laughs> But I have I spent so much money on him. I have to keep him on my roster. I just can't afford to be a bad business yeah. decision. You know. Yeah. Talking to Baker, talking about Baker Mayfield. I actually saw a meme today. It was something along the lines of Baker Mayfield is Tim Tebow without the Jesus. Ooh, I thought wow. that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Baker Mayfield did have a good a good stretch of games last season and. Uh, I was I was just expecting with uh, you know with uh, OBJ coming over, uh, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb going off, and uh, you know all that the stuff sophomore, The sophomore slump is in full swing. I think you're I think you're right here. People it figured out be. that he can uh, that he can that, that he he just goes to the right. He just 
gets out of the pocket to the right. They kind of figured that out pretty early. So it's he's got to yeah. he's got to come up with a new bag of tricks. It seems like. Hypothetically, you go 0 and 13. What happens next? Man, uh, you better get Suicide Watch going because I, I really don't want that T Boner award again. It's, uh, I don't want to be the, the two time winner. Um, yeah, it's not going to be good. But I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, being on the show this week, maybe things are going to change for me because I feel like every time someone's appeared, they've won. So, I mean, this. I mean, it can only go up from here. That's what we always True. say. It really can. I mean, you're, you're 65 points. I don't think it's the lowest we've had all season, but it's pretty close. So you've got to get more points than that. And, uh, you know, you, you, if you win, great. If you lose, you're sort of status quo. You're not getting any worse is what I'm getting at. Yeah, true. I mean, it, it's funny how, uh, I mean, you're talking all this shit to me now, and you were uh, 0-4. So. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm actually 1-4 now, so... You know, I've, I've oh, made, you got the big win. Congratulations it to, on that. I've made it to the mountaintop. I, I was playing. I, I could have beaten two players, and I, uh, I I played one of those players. And I didn't play you, but I would have beaten the hell out of you. So <laughs> feel good about when, it. When are, we, when are we playing? Because I feel like I might have a chance of winning. That's uh, a really sure against you. I remember. I know that because I earmarked it not long ago. We are playing week, week nine. nine. Yep. Week nine. I just looked it up. Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing Eric next week, and I'm excited. Well, I was excited about that until this this past week, and now I'm uh, excited to be playing you in week nine. <laughs> but week, on, week six will on. be an interesting an interesting dynamic because it'll be the it'll be Miles who, who was zero and thirteen in your exact same position, and now you're in the same position as he was, zero and five. Maybe Miles gives you that mercy win. I don't know. I, we, we'll, we'll have to find out. I'm telling you, I'm looking at the numbers now, and it's looking like a pretty even matchup. It's only a one point or half a point swing, and uh, it could go either way. Yeah, I, I, oh, he actually doesn't have a he actually doesn't have a kicker in yet, so that's why it's so close. Yeah, that'll be a swing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his Mason Crosby. Wait, he has him on the bench. Okay, well, let's just assume there's an eight points added on because it's he's got him on the bench, but he'll put him in eventually if he if he pays attention before the before game let's time. Hope. He'll notice. Let's hope or hope his daughter tells him uh, not to start anybody. That'd be great for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot of time because Mason Crosby's playing on Monday night, so odds of him forgetting by then are really low. But, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. It's true. Maybe he just, like, this is going to tor- uh, torment me with uh, not starting him, and then, you know, at 8 14, 59, he'll put him in. and uh... Or maybe he'll just maybe he'll just try to beat you without a kicker. Wow. That's a lot of disrespect. That's a that real disrespectful happens. move, yeah. <laughs> If that actually happens, I might have to take a year off. <laughs> you heard it here first. Not the fighting retirement. So if you could beat anyone in the league and you had your, you had your choice, you know you're going to win, who are you choosing to beat? I mean, let's not forget, I, I, I came pretty close to beating uh, Chris Gloria the other day. I mean, I was only off by, what, two points? I yeah, mean, it's true. Well, I, come on, Chris Chris isn't exactly the highest if of, I started of the Baker high. that week, I would have won. I would have won if I started Baker. Like, this is... It's just every week is, is something uh, I just can't get the, the matchups right. And, you know, I would have loved to beat Chris. I mean, everybody loves to beat Chris. But, uh, I mean, Luke knows, right? I do. Um, I do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's on my, my list. I want to beat everybody. And uh, so far this year, I haven't beat anybody. So it's, uh, it's not fun. How many wins can we pencil you in for this year? Uh, you know what? Maybe uh, I go on a stretch, man. You, know, you never know. So, so what are you thinking? Like two? Or? I'm thinking <laughs> uh, I'm really hoping for five or six, but uh, I'll take okay. one or two. 
So we'll, we'll call it five and eight you think you're going to go. Yeah, that, that would be respectable, I think, or at least somewhat. Yeah, it'd probably be, get you off the T-boner if That'd history repeats That's, itself. That would be the greatest thing ever if I, if I don't typically, get that. Typically That's three to four wins here. gets you on the T-boner. Yeah, what's the, uh, yeah, well, yeah, are you, uh, are you now aiming just to not be on the T-boner, or you still have aspirations yeah. for a possibility of uh, maybe the playoffs in the future? I mean, you're, not, you're, only, uh, you're only, what, two games out of, out of, uh, out of contention, out of, the, out of the middle of the pack, so it's not the craziest playoffs. thing. I'm not hoping playoffs. I'm not. I'm just hoping not. No T boner. That's what I'm playing for right now. <laughs> Aim high. Yeah, that's. Uh, you don't want it. Everybody doesn't. You don't want. It. Yeah. If you haven't gotten it. You know, uh, or you don't know actually. Yeah, but, we. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. All three of us know. We we know pretty well not to. Oh yeah. We don't want that. We don't, want that, we don't want that dishonor back back to our families. But you know. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a good thing. I got uh, fancy hockey going on too, so I got a lot of things to pay attention to, and you know, work is a lot of fun, and yeah, it's uh, really good. Yeah, speaking of, when you uh, is there, are you still excited about uh, about Bruins and Sox games now that you've been to so many of them and seen so many of them? Does it still is there still some excitement pregame, or is it kind of like you know a bit of a slog sometimes? Oh man, I get so excited every time I get out there. It's so much fun. Oh man, I love it. All right, what's your uh, what's your what's your craziest story about on, on the road? <laughs> on the road? Oh man, I mean, I'm sure you guys have already heard. Yeah, we we want to hear it again. Living well, vicariously. Was <clears throat> there was that time in San Jose where I uh, went to a bar after uh, morning skate, and uh, I ran into a bunch of MMA fighters, and um, two hours passed by. Uh, Nick Nate Diaz, everybody knows him. Yeah, he's a, uh, yeah. He's a legend in the fight game. His, his posse, I bought them all a beer, and uh, they invited me over, and I started talking to their camera guy, and bar closed, and they uh, they invited me to a private party, and went down to the private party. It was down the line to get in. was around the, around the corner, down the block, whatever you want to say. Uh, got right into the front. Uh, it was pretty funny. They were like, oh, who's on the list? Oh, these four, and oh, that guy Steve in the back. He's on the list. So, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I walked in. Uh, Sean Merriman walked by me, Tito yeah. Ortiz, Rampage Jackson, a couple of strippers couple of uh, porn stars. I talked to one. I didn't know who she was, but uh, she was good looking. You found out later on. Uh, yeah, did some research. On. Did some research, yeah. Did couple, <laughs> yeah, did a couple of web searches. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty drunk the next morning. I had to wake up at like 8 in the morning. And so did you uh, Did you drunk. say you went, you went to the bar after morning skate and then stayed there until the bar closed before you went well, to this party? All right, all right. Morning skate starts around 9 o'clock. Uh, both teams will skate, so it, it does take a few hours. So I probably got to the bar around five. So, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Had yeah. dinner there. I, 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 I was thinking you were at the bar at like ten in the morning yeah. and then stayed there until midnight, which no, would not, be admirable. I'm not, that much, I'm not that much of an alcoholic. No. <laughs> What's your over under on how many how many beers you drank that that night? That night, oh, it was probably in the in the twenties. Mm, nice. That was a few years ago. So yeah. So are you a, are you a Bud Light guy now? Is that is that is that right? Because I because I, I recall back in the day you were more of a Coors Light guy. That's true. The the switch happened probably uh, I don't know seven seven years ago. Was it I in the middle of like the people. Was it in the middle of like the Vertigo thing? And then you weren't drinking, and then you were drinking, and did you your your taste bud changed? Every seven years your taste buds changed, so I imagine that's probably yeah. what it was. That 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 was probably the time it happened. Yeah. Mm. There you go. It was actually it actually not was not Vertigo. Um, yes. Oh, I thought it was. So, what was uh, what was it? No, it was. Uh, ended up being anxiety. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, it was. So, 
have that situation all under control now, and uh, yeah, we're doing I, good. I mean, you could have just said it was vertigo. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have second guessed you. Hey, I'm tell the truth, man. You know, he's a just straight like shooter. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. But yeah, so uh, got that all taken care of, and uh, yeah, now I'm uh, a Bud Light guy. Oh my god! There you go. He's a Bud Light guy. Yeah, I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, this segment's brought to you by Bud Light. Uh, you know, taste refreshment and whatever that shit they say. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm brought to you by. <laughs> that's a that's a ringing uh, ringing endorsement. Taste refreshment or whatever they say. None? You don't like the White Claw? Haven't had one ever. Wow. Oh, you're missing out. Uh, we'll have to crack one open next time. Hey, I went to the bar the other day, and this guy walks up, sits down next to me, and you know, he looked like a you know a regular beer drinker, or whatever. Guy ordered a white claw, just lost all respect for him. Just, mm. uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I'd I don't know that I'd order one at a bar. Yeah, no. but if I'm in, in the comfort of my own house, I'm I'm taking them down. Yeah, or on the day. golf course, you, get, you should give it a shot there. Absolutely, that's a great great golf uh, golf beverage for sure. Yeah, so isn't Buzz Light. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. It's, uh, hey, it's all alcohol, so at least we're having fun. Yeah, we're, yeah, speaking of having fun, what's the dating scene like in 2019? We don't have that many many people uh, left in the league to talk to about dating. What's it like out there? Oh, we have. We actually have none, right? I think I'm the only one. No, we got so, Benny. Uh, you, Benny, Benny, Benny. Benny, I forgot. I keep forgetting Benny. Uh, Benny's still single. He's a good-looking guy. I'm surprised he's not uh, is your, tied up yet. Is your brother single? No, oh, he's, he, uh, he's got a girl. Uh, they just had their anniversary. Oh. The other day, yeah. Oh, that sounds like Monday night. I didn't know he was married. No, well, anniversary for going out. Come on. I'm just joking. Anyway, but, uh, so, yeah, so so give us some dirt. Let, let us live vicariously through you a little bit. What, what what's, what's the dating scene like? Any crazies oh, out there? Man, it's, it's awful out there, man. I tell you what, uh, not fun. You know, so I talked to a bunch of girls. You know, I'm just a you know, I'm out there. I put myself out there. It's uh, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know. Sure. I'll tell you that. But, uh, I mean, there are some good girls out there, but you know, it's tough. Just uh, trying to search through all the psychos and crazy ones out there. God forbid if you don't text them 24-7, they get mad. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Huh. I, had, I actually hadn't thought about the texting thing. Yeah, chicks are crazy about that. Yeah. I'll tell you. You don't text them every day, every hour, every minute. Um, something's wrong, and... Uh, and then they want to do Snapchat all the time, and you know, nobody really wants to see a picture of me. I mean, but some do, and and they're like, "Ah, oh, you're fucking ugly," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Jeez. Oh, come on, that's that's, that's <laughs> I don't. This is this this is taking a really I'm dark kidding. dark route. This I'm this whole interview. <laughs> was, oh man! Was, all right, Steve. Steve, you got anything for us before we let you go? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys got some uh, pointers for me, some tips, or. Uh, all right, that's all we got. Maybe. Uh, that's, that's all we, are, all we got for are we today. Talking, are we talking hey. football tips or dating tips? What are we doing here? Thanks for joining us, Steve. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know if I can take advice from you guys. I mean, Eric Eric didn't really date. He had, like, two girls, two girlfriends in his life. And yeah. Luke, you were a big player. And, uh, well, I mean. <laughs> oh, we're, big yeah, we're going to have to take that part out. Yeah, no, please. no, keep it in. I'll keep it in. I'm trying to keep it honest. Yeah, I was a big player. I was uh I made my way all the way around town. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't know that much. Jeez, no, not not all the way. But... <laughs> I was. No, actually, I'm kidding, guys. I was laughing because at, uh... at, at, uh, at at Eric's party there uh, on uh, on Saturday, I uh, I had told Tiff before. I said, 
you know, Ashley, uh, Ashley, Ashley Morrissey, now Palmer, might be there, and uh, she was a former lover Who's of that? mine. <laughs> and, and I and that that's not that's not entirely untrue. Uh, this is this may be relevant revelation for some, but uh, she and I held hands in middle school. So wow, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I broke Notch things on off. The belt. I broke things off because things weren't progressing fast enough. I uh, I, I hate to say it. Uh, was just, this when you were in? Uh, was this when you were in the drama class and stuff and doing all that that fun stuff? Uh, you know, I I, I can't remember, but I would, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Probably yes. Oh, man, those yeah. Tupper Park days, man, those were, those were fun. Oh, the three amigos. Yeah. Uh, those were good days. All right, then. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> well. Th- thanks for joining us, Steve. We'll be sure to um, to talk about you a little bit this week, and we will uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Man, I, I, I really hope things turn for me, guys, and I, I really hope that appearing on the show uh, swings things around because it's going to be tough if they don't. Uh, you know, I don't want to start dropping all my players and, and all that and just giving up on the league. But uh, yeah. and we don't want. You know, if you got any yeah, good trades to offer, go ahead and uh, go ahead and offer me. Yeah, there's an open open forum for the for the uh, the whole, I guess, uh, group, the whole league. Uh, Ian, don't give me any of that sad shit that you keep offering me. And stay uh, with you, Monty. Uh, give me something real, boys. All right. We'll do our best. Make some deals. Hey, Baker's right. on the uh, on the open market too. If anybody wants them. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to yeah, be jumping on that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> a lot of fun. Take it, uh, take it easy, Steve. Thanks for joining us. See you, Steve. Hey, if you, if you want to keep uh, just saying some bad things on the uh, on the podcast, too, I don't mind. It's a lot of fun. Keep, keep it going. Oh, we will. All right, will do. Oh, my mom's listening. Hi, Mom. <laughs> All right, hang up the phone, Steve. <laughs> All right, take it easy, guys. Steve. All right, see you. All right, later. <laughs> All right, that was Steve DeSilva. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and good luck to uh, to you for this week. Oh, oh, my microphone just popped right off. It's on an it's on an arm. Luckily, I was holding the microphone, but it the arm just sprung up. Uh, so I'll just hold the microphone for the rest of the time. Anyway, uh, moving on to the Do Better Award. You gotta do better. Uh. Do better. You gotta do better. Yeah, do better award. Hate to keep piling it on this guy, but everyone knows it's Steve Da Silva, the first back-to-back do better award winner, or I guess loser. Let's hope he can get his team back on track. Otherwise, it's going to be a long eight weeks ahead. You'd hate to see him go 0 and 13, but not really because I just don't want the T-boner on my mantle. So keep it up, Steve. You're doing a great job. I agree with that. Yeah, keep it up, keep it up, because uh, I'm only one game away from that. So. Uh, but I am a full one game away, so it's uh, I've got a little bit of a little bit of cushion, but not as much as I would like. Let's move on. Well, you got, you got any hot takes this week? Oh God, here it comes! Oh, hot, 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 hot! I do have a hot take. Yes. Um, and th- this one is piping hot. Ooh. We have your Cleveland Browns winning the AFC North. <gasps> hot, hot, hot. I, I know a lot of people are, are are on the Browns right now. A lot of people off the bandwagon, but I think they're going to turn it around. I, th- I really do. I think they're going to win the AFC North. A, a perennial pretty bad division as it is with, you know, the Steelers and the Ravens. And I, th- I still think the Ravens are kind of fake good right now. And obviously the Bengals suck. So I, I, I think they got a chance. They're right there. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they are right there. They're only one game out of, one game out of, the, out of the top spot there. But uh, 
And with Baltimore, you know, Baltimore started off looking hot, 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 but uh, they seem to have kind of cooled off. And uh, Pittsburgh doesn't seem to be doing much. And of course, the Bengals are hot garbage. So, yeah, wow. All right, we'll have to re- we'll add that to the list, and uh, we'll revisit it as the uh, as the season progresses, and we'll see if the uh, see if the, that that turns out to be a hot, accurate take or a hot, not accurate take. Moving on to the power rankings, uh, bottom half, six through ten. <laughs> Coming in at number six, previously at number eight, up two spots, it's Eric in a blowout win over Ian with 236.62 points. Holy shit, what a performance. I'm going to go ahead and formalize it. This is the best single game performance in the history of our league. Remember the number 236.62. It may never be eclipsed. I mean, where do you even start? Oh with 40 from Hustle Wilson on Thursday night. Then you get to go to Philly's defense posting 35 with 10 sacks, two picks, and two touchdowns. Then it's Thielen feeling it with 29 points. Chris the God Godwin with 28, and it goes on from there. Eric was already tickling the asshole of 200 before Sunday night, and then A.A. Ron Jones had himself a fucking night with to the tune of 46 fuck you points. I just wish that Eric had played someone who had had a, had a great weekend, too. Instead, it was Ian's sad 92 points. Like, why couldn't Eric have blown out Ben or Brian's 150? Either way, Eric's added another game cushion from the bottom of the barrel, and perhaps this is a turning point for his season. He can't rest on his laurels, though, as he's got number two Brian in town for week six. And if he beats off Brian, suddenly we've got a contender in the Elder Uglo. At number seven, staying at number seven, it's... Josh, two and three on the season. 100 points and a blowout loss to Brian. Another week, another loss for Josh. He did break 100, a trip didgeridoo, if you will, but it was nowhere near enough to tackle Brian. Mahomie struggled again, and with that nagging ankle, seems like what seemed like a sure thing is losing some of that surety. As discussed last week, Josh putting so many of his chips on Patriots players has led to mixed results. To be fair, Dorsett was, was injured early, and that goose egg is sad but understandable. And while Sony dropped 19.8, Flash Gordon just had 8. Greg Olson was MIA as Kyle Allen doesn't seem to have the same chemistry as Cam and posted a goose egg as well. And in this league, if you got two players registering zeros, you're only good enough to beat. Uh, well, actually, Josh would have beaten four of us, but still, it's hard to win with those numbers typically. Josh is slipping for sure, and for week six, he faces me. Coming off of a sad scoring but victorious showing, we'll get an early indication of the chances as the Pats are playing on Thursday night. In eighth place, down two spots from sixth last week, it's. Chris, 76.54 in a loss to me. Look, no one feels good about this game. I mean, other than me, but I still don't feel that great about it. It was an ugly game all around, but Chris has to be kicking himself when he has a look at his bench. Two receivers, Robinson of Chicago and Boyd of Cincinnati, put up more points than any player in his starting lineup. And given the difference was only three points and either of those players registered 25, it would have taken just one. But Chris didn't start those receivers. Instead, he started Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Cooks delivering him just 11.8 total among them. His ginger-bearded cooker even underperformed, and in a reversal from last week, his team's namesake, Mac, showed up and chipped in 16 points, along with Leonard Fournette's 22.7. All is not lost for Chris, though, as he is two games out of T-boner contention. But his team name is inaccurate for Week 6, as Mac is on a bye, and his opponent is top dog Al Monte. I'm not saying Chris will lose, but he lost to me in Week 5, so things aren't exactly looking up at this moment. Coming in at number nine, previously at number nine, it's me. 79.14 points in a win over Chris. Yahoo's matchup rating got it right when they gave my team a D-plus grade for week five. The very lucky thing is that they gave Chris's team an F. And as a college professor once told me, D is for diploma. And you know what they call a student who is very last in his med school class? A doctor. Anyway, somehow, going into Monday Night Football, I needed 
Jarvis Landry to get six points, and that overachiever himself hit me with 9.5. I'm not gloating at all, but I was very much happy to see that I have pulled out the win playing only one of two players that I could have beaten in week five. I'm still not in a great spot. I know that much, but I can unequivocally say that I will have a better record than Miles did last year. And I've got Josh to play in week six, who is slip sliding, having lost four straight. So I just might make it back-to-back wins, rocketing my team to, I don't know, seventh, sixth, maybe. Anyway, wouldn't that be something? Keeping all my fingers crossed, which will make work a lot more difficult, to be honest. And finally, in spot number 10, still at spot number 10, it's Steve Da Silva. 65.1 points in a loss to Steve Almonte in the Steve Bowl. I'm not going to perseverate on this too long, but oh boy, has Steve's season been an all-out shit show. Week 5 certainly wasn't an improvement, as we saw Michael Thomas account for 56 points of Steve's points. Six of his players were four points or less, and Baker was negative two. Essentially, Steve was the polar opposite of Eric, and thank goodness they didn't play each other, because that would have been a 171-point route, one that will likely never be tapped. Thankfully, Steve Almonte also turned in his worst output, so it didn't seem as bad. Steve has Bruins hockey to look forward to, as well as so many other things, and Bud Light. Thankfully, he's always got Bud Light. And that's the Power Rankings for week number six. All right, that was the whole power. And move on to the pick'em corner. You got no when to hold No when to hold uh, We had five guys in it uh, into, into Monday night with uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of good picks out there. And uh, it ended up being Eric pulling out the win. How do you feel? I felt great. I actually I went to bed at halftime, and I think it was 28 to 3. So my 48-point... Uh, total 48 or under didn't look great, um, but I checked my phone about 3 a.m. and I saw that it was I think it was 31 to 3 final, so sealed the deal. Slept slept a few more hours and felt great with another 50 bucks in my pocket. There you go. Well, uh, I guess imaginary 50 dollars because I haven't paid you yet. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's the elephant in the room. You have not, and uh, uh, yeah. So you know, we'll see what you pay me eventually. I don't, I don't love this idea, the not paying me thing, but you know, we'll revisit it in next season. Uh, moving on to T-Boner Watch 2019. We kept believing, kept fighting, kept going. If you believe everything that comes with my heart and my soul, we kept believing. He's a gamer. He's a player. We all know who we're talking about. Steve DeSilva, he's number one. I'm no, I'm no longer in the uh, in as close contention. Uh, we don't want to beat a dead horse, and that horse is very dead. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, we, uh, we will have to keep an eye on uh, the win totals as we continue along. And, uh, yeah, what about uh, non-football chat? What do you got for, for non-football chat this week? Um, don't have a ton of non-football stuff. Just uh, my wife's birthday was yesterday, so we have a, a babysitter lined up for Saturday night. I think her and I are just going to go out to something pretty low-key. Nice. Where do, you, where do you think you're going to go? I'm not sure. Whenever we go out, we're kind of torn between going to Providence and Worcester since we live right in the middle. Um, so it'll probably be a game time decision. I'm gonna let her choose where we're gonna go, and then of course we have another kid's birthday party on Saturday to go to. So, yep, the usual. Yeah, 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 yeah. We uh we had our uh, date night the other night. Uh, had a really really lovely time. We went to a place called Bywater in Warren. Uh, and it was uh, it was lovely. We we when we do go out, we just we tend to sort of just go for it. And so we uh, we got a couple of appetizers. We had some old fashions. Uh, I had some steak. We haven't been eating a lot of steak recently, so I've been having it. Having I, I, it was the first time I had steak in a little while. Yeah. How, how do you like your steak? Oh, I I like my steak uh, medium rare. 
Uh, actually, this time I said it a really douchey way. I, I said, uh, the, the, the waiter said, oh, how would you like uh, the, the steak? And I said, oh, as the, as the chef would prepare it, which... Yeah, that's pretty douchey. It's pretty douchey. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it, the, 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 you know, the, the sentiment is there. Yeah, I want, I want it however the... I, I don't care if it's real chewy or whatever else. I don't, I don't mind if it, how rare it is, generally speaking. So I, I leave it up to the chef, the, the way that they want, that, that, that they intended it in their mind when they added it to the menu. But I... I Immediately, Tiff was like, yeah, that was, that was a pretty dude. She was like, where did you learn that? And I said, you've heard me say that before. I don't say it very often, but I, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. But an old-fashioned, I, 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 can't, I can't recommend an old-fashioned enough. You know what? That is my wife's go-to drink if yeah. she's not drinking a beer. She, she loves old fashions. They are delicious. They're a little sweet sometimes, old, but it's, uh, but they're, they're yeah, nice. Yeah, old-fashioned with makers is her go-to. Oh, fair. What a classy drink. What, uh, yeah. what were you, what, what's your, how do you, how do you like your steak? I'm a medium, medium, between medium rare and medium. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it too, I don't like it too rare, but I don't, I obviously don't like it, like it tough. So yeah, somewhere between medium rare and medium. Usually say medium just to be safe. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, depending on what, on the place, if it seems like a nicer place, I'll, 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 I'll go medium rare. But if it's, if it's, yeah, if absolutely. I'm, if I'm not sure, then I'll go for the medium. That makes sense. But I would never do medium well and I would absolutely never do well done. Because uh, I'm not a monster. Uh, exciting. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll get this out today or if we're recording this on a Wednesday uh, in the afternoon. So I'm not sure if I'll get get this this podcast out today or tomorrow. But me and Benny are going to Dave and Buster's tonight. Very excited. We haven't been out nice. there. Nice. What's your game at Dave and Buster's? I know for a, for a while you guys were the the Howie Mandel one with the cases. And yeah, all deal that. or no deal. Yeah. No, that's deal that's no always deal. a classic. Yeah. You know, we haven't gone in like a maybe a year maybe longer than that um and uh we we alternate we've got the classics we've got the there's a beer pong game that we love to play um the the red cup okay. challenge that one's awesome because it's just like a ton of balls and you just keep shooting and the light goes out when you get it in there but it's a constantly broken machine so you know it, it's a mixed bag but we do love that one uh and uh deal or no deal of course is a classic and that one we can play play you know together we just kind of alternate who, who chooses what what case at what time and then uh we go to the full-size basketball one we do the one where you throw the football through the holes for different points uh i'm trying to think of some of the other ones we typically do ticket gaining ones we have about i think it's a i think we're probably at like forty-eight thousand tickets at this point um, we're, yeah, we've, we've, we've been doing it for, you know, five, 10 years or however long it's been, but we, we, right. I, I typically think of it in blenders and I think a blender is like 7,000 tickets. So we could get like seven blenders at this point, or if we wanted to, we could get matching guitars with amplifiers if we wanted to, but, uh, we haven't, <laughs> you guys could start your own band. That would be great. <laughs> the only time that we ever, we ever spend any, t- any tickets is uh, candy at the end of the night. Typically we, we get like the, the nerds rope, the Tootsie roll, the Tootsie roll piggy bank and you guys split it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So if anybody wants to join us at some point, let me know. It's a fun time. And uh, we actually, I think it works so well is because we are pretty evenly matched in almost every category. Every game, we're, we're pretty much, so it's uh, it's back and forth, you know. Yeah, but Benny's nursing. I mean, he's coming back from that injury, so oh, he shit, might have yeah. a leg up. Oh, right. He won't pinky, be able to shoot the, a basketball at down, all. So. Yeah. Oh, I had, I had actually forgotten about that 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 variable. All right, so I'm going to win a lot of tickets tonight on our joint card. So it won't really make much of a difference, I suppose. But anyway, excited. We're going to do our typical Chipotle and a 40 in the, in the parking lot. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we're going to go in there because we are cheap. And we don't, you know, why, why spend money when you can just down a, a 40? Actually, they come in 42s now. I'm, this, is our tip, this is the typical chit-chat that goes off the rails at the end. But they come in 42-ounce bottles now. Uh, I'm not sure why they give you the extra two. Maybe it's so you can pour some out for your homies. 
and then you can still have oh, 40 ounces of drink. They don't say it, say it explicitly on the bottle, but I imagine that's what it is. Also, they're plastic bottles now, which I don't mind because if you drop it, you know, whatever, you're fine. Yeah, when you get a 40, you still going with the with the old English, or have you graduated up? You know, I've tried the uh, I've tried a few others, not recently. It's been a while, but uh, there's the high gravity ones, and those typically have a lot have a good amount more alcohol content, and that's just a that's just a mistake waiting to happen. But uh, yeah, typically it's the OE. Sometimes it's not available. Depends on where you go. But uh, yeah, I like the OE, and I like the 42 ounce ones as well. The uh, the plastic bottles aren't bad, and they, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. I will say I don't want to call anybody out. No, you know what? I won't. I won't. I was gonna say that that Benny didn't finish his last time, but I don't want to say that. That's <laughs> That's, that's, it wasn't a Dave and Buster's thing. It was just like we were hanging out, and I bought 40s as a surprise, and he wasn't ready for it. And he also had a, a PT test the next day, so he wasn't trying to drink a shit ton of malt liquor. But I'm uh, always trying to uh, drink a shit ton of malt liquor. Anyway, yeah, so, so we're looking forward to that, and uh, looking forward to the football tomorrow night, or, or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, Thursday night football with the Patriots and the Giants. And then we got a nice slate of football on over the weekend. A lot of red zone. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Have a good uh, rest of the week. Uh, you as well, man. Take it easy. All right, see ya. There's a party going on right here. A celebration.